Hello, film fanatics. This is Lizard. And this is Panda. And we are here with our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. Woo! Gotta have the usual spiel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you have any movie news this week? I got a couple. First off, already in the beginning of the year, we almost lost fucking Jeremy Renner. Yes, yes, I did see that. Yeah. That was awkward. Did, did you see the, the, the machine that fucking ran him over? No, I did not. It's oh, a big-ass machine. That's a big-ass snowblower. Is he still in the hospital? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well. Mm. Uh, he's doing better, though. Um, they still have him all, you know, wired up and shit like that. Yeah, no, fair enough. No, but, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, MCU cast members sent out regards to him and his family. Uh, I think I have a couple of them saved here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Chris Evans was the first one to message something saying, tough as nails, love you, buddy. Uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, um, said, speedy recovery, buddy, sending your, um, love your way. Uh, Chris Pratt, uh, continued prayers your way, brother. Josh Brolin, close but no cigar, you're blessed. Uh, quick recovery, brother. Uh, yeah, so, like, everyone's been, like, sending out, you know, support and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, um, is confirmed to be shooting later this month. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to come out this year, right? Or so. next year? I think it's this year. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. I might say year. It? Late twenty twenty three, early twenty twenty four. So let's expect twenty twenty four. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Oh, so in a recent um interview with uh, Dave Batista, he's pretty much saying how. Like, he's grateful for the Drax role, mm-hmm. but he pretty much confirmed that Drax isn't going to be in the MCU any longer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, this Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be emotional as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, pretty much him saying that, like, he doesn't want to be the next rock. He wants to actually be respected as an actor, which I feel like he's done that. Oh, no, absolutely. Like... like He's already shown his range. Yeah. In so many movies already. Like, I love The Rock. Don't get me twisted. Mm-hmm. But, like, any of his movies are pretty much The Rock featuring the movie. Yeah. With Batista, it's no, he's actually a part of the fucking movie. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, because somebody has, on TikTok, a few people actually have pointed out how Ryan Reynolds also kind of plays a one-note character. Because mostly I think of, like, that goofball... Yeah. ...character, minus, obviously, um... Amityville. Mm-hmm. No, not Amityville. Yeah. Yeah, Amityville. Horror. Yeah, the remake? Yeah, the remake. Like, that one was different because he was more like, I'm dying on the inside because, you know, ghosts and shit. Um, Buried. 
You don't remember that movie? I don't with think Ryan I've Reynolds? Seen, I don't think I've seen that one. Where he gets buried alive and it's pretty much the entire movie of him in that coffin under the ground in the desert trying to escape. No, but I'm going to write this down. Yeah, look that one up. Pretty good. But yeah, like usually like you think of Ryan Reynolds as the same thing, which is fine because, you know, occasionally you just you want those kind of you kind of know what you're going to get kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. But Dave Bautista, like, again, even that one trailer of, oh, well, now I just saw the new trailer that Knock came out of Knock at the Cabin. And I'm already just like, I'm invested in this man because, oh, my God. Yeah. But also, I get what you're saying about, like, not playing Drax anymore because you don't want to be typecasted. Yeah. But also, I feel like fan support nowadays is more prevalent than before. So I feel like actors can actually get away with not typecasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, there are still going to be, like, yeah movies that you think of when you first see somebody like i can name a ton of movies that i don't know christian bale was in but my first thought will always be either american psycho or batman yeah or shit fucking sylvester stallone you usually mm-hmm. go with either rambo or fucking uh iraqi yep both start with an r yep <laughs> r <Arr. Arr. laughs> all right let's see what else we have um oh so they confirmed that uh, the 20... Oh, no, they moved it. It was originally supposed to be on the 20... On the 20th of this month. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever on Disney+. Plus. They moved it to February 1st. Oh. That was literally within a few days. I guess they wanted to have it more in the theaters? To get more they, box they, yeah, office money? Yeah, they're trying to beat the Avatar, which I'm going to get to next. No oh, God. Uh, yeah, so right now it is the, oh no, as of right now, yeah, as of right now, it's the highest grossing movie in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Especially with the, the everything behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it passed Maverick, or Top Gun Maverick, which I still want to see. I, 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 I'm just kind of like dead with the series. Like, uh, yeah. No, I agree. It's... At 1.5 billion worldwide at the moment. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Still in the top 10, but let's let's hope it stays in the low 10s. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see the trailer for uh, Renfield? No. Have you heard about it? Maybe. So it's starring... Um, Fucking, what's his name? Uh, Nicholas Holt. He's playing... Um, oh, wait, yes, 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 yes. The Dracula movie. Yes. Yes, that one, yes, yes. I saw the trailer. <laughs> Nick like, Cage is fucking huh? Dracula? What the fuck? I am fuck? seeing that movie, and I'm so excited. I just want to see it because fucking Nick Cage is Dracula. I, I know. What the yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm totally down for this, 100%. I'm, I'm excited. It's full circle. One of his earlier movies. I forget what the name of it is. Uh, the one that he's like a Wall Street guy that thinks he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I always forget the name of that one. But now he's actually a vampire. I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, so I saw the the title for this, but I actually haven't read the article. So we're going to be doing this live right now. Oh, shit. Early test screenings for Blue Beetle have come out. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. It says, sure, 2022 is definitely a good start for the DCEU to get back on its feet. But 2023 has me hoping for DC to become an unstoppable machine that just throws... Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so it's still coming out August 18th, so that hasn't gotten canceled yet. Uh, there have been some early test screenings and reactions that say that the movie is super entertaining and features some really great hand-to-hand combat. Okay. That's it? That's it. Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> oh, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> so exciting. I've, what oh, about God. the cast? What about their acting? Like, the <laughs> well, plot. Well, I'm pretty sure that they can't really give out reviews until it's closer to when it releases. Like, I think they, they can't release reviews until a week prior to it coming I mean, out to the public. they could give, like, vague descriptions of, like, their performance. Like, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. They probably don't want to do it just in case they get in trouble or release too much by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> um, so a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes pictures have been coming out for the now-canceled Batgirl movie. Oh, yeah, I saw a picture of the outfit. It looks so cool. <laughs> It makes me so sad. Depending on who you ask, because I've been seeing some comments being like, it looks stupid, it looks like a Halloween costume, blah, 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 blah. Not really. No. But be- again, that's come from people that have never designed a, a costume or physically made it with their hands. Yeah, exactly. Not that I want to talk, because I can't make things for shit, but... I can, I know how to, it's just I don't have the patience. That's fair. I'm still waiting on our picture of us in Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta do that. I'm gonna do that. For this Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wednesday has been renewed for season two. I did Netflix. see that. Very exciting, because oh. I did enjoy it. Yes. No, it was very entertaining. Um, oh, so... <laughs> Werewolf by Night Director... Michael Giacchino yes. is going to helm a remake of 1950s Them. Hmm. The giant ant movie. And seeing what he did with Werewolf by Night, that makes me kind of excited. I'm kind of curious about that one. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I haven't seen Them in a very long time. I think the first time I saw that was after seeing it featured in that one documentary. Many, um, what is it? It's like the the history of American horror. Oh, it's on Shutter. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever watched it, but I know what you're talking about. That one I saw when it first came when that documentary first came out. And I was like, ooh, I gotta actually watch this. This looks funny as shit. And mm-hmm. I did. And mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since then. And that was X amount of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. We we should do more fucking, like, black and white movies. We should. We really should. We still need to go through the list of movies that people requested. Because it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, that too. 
Anything else with this? No, that's about it. They just announced that he's working on it. And I think I have three more. Yeah, that's all I got. Did you not watch the Evil Dead Rise trailer? Oh, yeah. Oh, and also something else. I just found it. Okay. Now I found it. Okay, yes. Evil Dead Rise trailer. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I'm hype as shit for that. I'm excited for this one. Hey, I, I'm, I'm talking to like my, my guys from work. And we're, we're all fucking excited for mm-hmm. that shit. Like, um, two of uh, the other maintenance guys, they're both horror fans. Yeah. So we were talking about that, like, earlier this week. We're like, oh, dude, they're fucking, oh, this is fucking sick. Mom looks creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mommy's with the maggots now. Oh, God. Yeah, because I, I saw that when Fangoria shared the article of the trailer when it came out, and then I also saw it when I went to the movie theaters with Kim on Thursday, and I was like, I'm so ready for this movie. It's gonna be so good. I'm calling it right now. I'm excited. Looks creepy as fuck, and I'm ready for it. Okay, last two things I got. Um, Colin Farrell's Penguin is set to start production in February. I just wanted to come out now. I know. I'm impatient. Because I want to watch it. I want to know what other villains we're going to see in that. Right? If we're going to see other villains. I feel like we will. Like, if not, like, a whole backlog of them. Like, at least references here and there. Yeah. Like, for that, I can see somewhere being mentioned, like, Sionis. Uh-huh. Black Mask. Not giving a fucking Black Mask yet. Just have him be Sionis. You know, just introduce him. Yeah. Or, like... I don't know. I feel like Calendar Man could also work in there. Maybe Jonathan Crane. Yeah, possible. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited. Yay. Yeah, I actually really did like his performance in that movie. Oh, it was, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. And lastly, we have um, the runtime has just been announced for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, boy. Making it the um, the longest Ant-Man movie so far at two hours and five minutes. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. Because I know Black Panther was like two hours and 40 minutes, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm excited for King the Conqueror. That's the thing I'm most excited for about this movie, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I'm so excited about where, because I feel like he's going to be the next big bad from what I'm seeing is that the like the the real big bad I mean obviously we've read Secret Wars so we know who's gonna be the fucking bad but they're saying that it obviously is gonna be Beyonder mm-hmm. but it's a Kang variant mm-hmm. as the Beyonder which, yeah it's like I see it for the the like the the track that they're going but the comic book fan in me is like He's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I guess we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And I just remember one last thing. This was for Brian. Okay. Um, Kong versus Godzilla 2. They just announced who the um, kaiju that they're fighting against for this movie. And it's Space Godzilla. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Space Godzilla. I'm curious what Brian's going to think about that one. Mm-hmm. We all know how much he's obsessed with his little Godzilla. Gojira. Gojira. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have. All right. That's fair.
All right, and now for movies that I have seen. I finally saw Swiss Army Man. How was that? Interesting. Hmm. Um, definitely kind of strange. I kind of liked everything everywhere all at once better. But it was still entertaining. It was one of those you could definitely tell that they were trying to like do the really weird factor. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano did amazing. That's... If it, there's no if ands or buts about it. Like, they yeah. did great. Um, yeah, it was definitely interesting. And I can see with reviews, the polarizing, like, people either really love it or really hate it. But I was like, okay, this is cool. Done. Whatever. All right. Um, and then I also saw The Whale. How was that? Because I heard mixed. So, I will tell you right now, Brendan Fraser... Oh, my God. This man, the performance he did, really everybody's performances was fucking fantastic. Brendan Fraser was definitely, like, at the top mm-hmm. of everybody. Like, he did absolutely wonderful. You can definitely tell it's based on a play because it's a lot of dialogue and it's just his apartment. Yeah. And that's it. Um, I understand everybody's polarizing viewpoints on fat phobia. I don't really see it that way. I see it more of, like, what mental illness and depression can actually do and, if like, how it can affect somebody. Like, for him, he's not eating out of hunger. He's eating out of depression. Yeah. And everything that he's been through. Um, and also, like, you're, they're also asking for people who are actually, like, that weight to play that character. However, I can't really think of many actors who actually weigh that much or would Anymore, be actually at least or like would be able to actually physically do that because of the amount of stuff like you have to when it comes to making a film like it requires mm-hmm. a lot of time it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of like things to do and also then you would have people again <coughs> doing what we're trying to get out of which is you know people gaining and losing weight for a role yeah and that one that's not healthy either I personally enjoyed it. Um, I did not cry. I thought I would, but I did not. Um, by the end of the movie, I looked over at Kirsten, and she was crying her eyes out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, hello. <laughs> you okay? She's like, I'm fine. We just need to sit here for a little bit. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Again, it's not a movie. It's definitely one of those, like, again, it's live dialogue. It's a lot of just, like, one area kind of a situation, so it's not going to be for everybody. But I still enjoyed it. And again, Brendan Fraser, mwah, wonderful. <coughs> he did great. Next movie, Babylon. Mm, how was that? I loved it. Yeah? I absolutely loved it. It was definitely one of those, like, love letters to cinema. Mm-hmm. And also putting a mirror up to cinema and, like, its history and everything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody's performances were wonderful. Um, and it was funny, too, because when watching it... Because it's based on, like, 1920s Hollywood when we're going from silent films to talkies. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as I'm watching it, a lot of the choices that they're making and the character development that they're having, I'm sitting there like, didn't they do this for Singing in the Rain? Which was my Nana's favorite movie and the movie that my grandpa died while watching. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Yeah, kind of depressing. <clears throat> but adorable at the same time. And then they had a scene where it was a bunch of people singing the song, Singing in the Rain, just more of an upbeat version of it. And I'm like, this is weird. 
Okay. And then, like, they have, like, an actual moment where they're comparing the movie Singing in the Rain to everything that happened to everybody. I was just like, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Like, they're not, like, copying and pasting. It's legit, like, this was our, this was my inspiration, mm-hmm. was Singing in the Rain. I'm like, that's cool. I can see why there are a lot of people that don't like it it's 100 either you love it or you hate it kind of a situation yeah. but it's one of those like batshit crazy where like everything is going on all at once every it's like out the wazoo everything's crazy um but i really enjoyed the hell of it and i think you would like it too and i also liked how at the end they actually spoiler alert if this isn't really like a big thing it's just like something that i thought was cool that they do during the end they legit show for like different scenes of different movies like they'll show like Jurassic Park, Matrix, a lot of black and white movies, um Avatar, like they show like clips of like throughout the years. I'm just like that's cool. Hmm. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then the last thing I have is a movie I just saw on Thursday with Kim. I'm excited to hear what you think about this. And that's Megan. How was it? <laughs> Cuz I I like, the one dude that I see on uh, both YouTube and TikTok, um, what is it, C- C3 Reviews, I think it is, a little heavier set guy. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, he usually does Chucky Reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he loved it. Um, he's claiming himself to be the first uh, Megan Stan. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um... It's definitely one of those movies when you go in and see it, you have to go into the mindset of it being a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot more comedy than anything. And if you go in there thinking it's, it's going to be strict horror creepiness, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Um, I feel like it kind of leaned in a little bit too much into the comedy. And that if it was rated R, it would have been more like gory and creepy and scary what? with... Actually, what I heard is the movie was supposed to be actually originally more um, gory and shit. Yeah. But obviously, fucking studio. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, they wanted to end up being it more towards, like, a teen audience, so they changed it to PG-13 as well. Like, they went back in and re-edited stuff. But They, they could have had it somewhere in between. I, it would have been better, in my personal opinion, if it was rated R and had more of those elements. But it's fine. Um, the writing had James Wan written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... The, the, the dialogue was kind of ridiculous and kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. Megan itself, really creepy. And it was also kind of predictable at times as well. But it was still a really, like, fun ride. And it's, Kim and I had decided that once it's on, like, a streaming service, we're going to watch it on a Wednesday and hang out. Because it's one of those movies you definitely want to watch with friends. Because mm-hmm. it's just more fun that way. Yeah. Uh, so far, because I have been with the movies that I've watched this year, I'm already ranking them as I watch it. Mm-hmm. And so far, Megan is number one. But the other comparisons is Pale Blue Eye, which it was not horrible. Mm-hmm. It was okay. And then Candyland. I, I saw the... You just saw that. Yeah. Right? Eh. Forgettable. Mm. Predictable. I was coloring while I was watching it. It more became background noise. I was like, eh. Not that impressed. But we'll see. It's only January, so we'll see where everything else, if anything, beats Megan so far. Yeah. So, it's only like... I mean, coming up close is fucking Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. February. Yeah. Yeah, It's probably gonna be... 
Yeah, that might be higher. Yeah. A lot of movies coming out in March, I noticed. Yeah. Oh, there's this one movie that um, Kim and I saw a trailer for um, before Megan, and I think that's also March. 65 with, um, oh, what's his Adam name? Adam Driver? Yes. Yes, I want to see that. I'm really curious about that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything with dinosaurs, I'm in. Yeah. And also Adam Driver. There's just something about that man's voice. Like, he's one of those, like, please just read, like, Edgar Allan Poe or something, and Ooh. I'll just fall asleep and just be like, oh, Ooh. this is nice. Wouldn't that be amazing? Ooh. We need to make this request. We need to find Adam Driver and be like, hey, we have a request. I'm going to see if he has Edgar a cameo. I'm going to look that up now. Oh. Someone got a tiny dick driving around. Jesus Christ, and that's like speeding through an apartment complex parking lot. Yeah. He's going to hit something. And he was going that way. Yeah. That's a dead end. Like, where are you going? Crashing into the tree? <laughs> <sighs> but yes, that's all the big ones that I've seen recently. Um, One Piece update. Yes. Uh, I binged watched 20 episodes in a night, like, as soon as I got home from work. And um, I'm giving myself a break now. <laughs> it was really fucking good. It was so yeah. good. But holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at um two nineteen now. Okay. Or uh, the episode that I will be watching will be two hundred twenty. Gotcha. Eight hundred plus eight hundred forty five more. Good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. And now it's time for my number two of my top ten favorite movies that came out in twenty twenty two. I forget what number it was on my list. Uh, I think it was nine. Sounds right. I feel like it was not. Maybe maybe it was higher. I know it was definitely in your top ten. Here it is. Oh, it was uh, six. Oh, okay. Why did I feel like it was lower? Yeah, number six. Oh, okay. But yes, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I'm a real boy! <laughs> Not the live-action Disney Pinocchio. Because that was both of our list of disappointed movies. Yes. That came out just a few months prior. Yeah. Yeah. That I knew as soon as I saw that, that Guillermo del Toro's... Actually, I think even, like, as soon as I heard that there was going to be two different Pinocchios in one year, I think I instantly just had the feeling that Guillermo... Yeah, as soon as they said it was Guillermo... I, I don't care. I, I, I will metaphorically get on my knees and suck this man's cock because <laughs> I love his fucking movies. He's just so amazing. And that this was his first animated movie. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. That's another notch on his belt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was released on December 9th of 2022. Uh, directors, it was Guillermo del Toro. But you know, it did Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, Shape of Water, Crimson Peak, Blade 2. Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone. Um, Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful director. I love his movies so much. They're Pacific all just Rim. so good. Oh, yeah, he did do Pacific Rim. Blade 2. Yeah, I did say that one. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> um, and also Mark Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Yes. Uh, he mostly did, like, shorts and, like, TV show episodes. Um, but he is upcoming. We have a movie called Goblins and another movie called Bubbles. <laughs> My bubbles. <laughs> My bubbles. Uh, writers, Guillermo del Toro. All the movies that I just listed and more. Um, 
Patrick Mc McHale. The, the way that I, by handwriting, it looks like M-C-L-T-A-T-E. But yeah, no. Um, and he did mostly shorts, um, 10 episodes of Over the Garden Wall, 92 episodes of Adventure Time. And that mm -hmm. was one of the reasons why Guillermo wanted him, because he also loved Adventure Time and Over the Wall. I keep on hearing great things about Over the Wall. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it, but I've heard good things. Mm -hmm. um, and also Matthew Robbins, who did Warning Sign, Mimic 1 and 2, and Crimson Peak. Mm -hmm. uh, composer Alexandre Desplat. Desplat! Desplat! Uh, he did Girl with a Pearl Earring, The Queen, The Golden Compass, Twilight New Moon... The King's Speech, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows 1 and 2, Argo, Shape of Water, and many, many other things mm -hmm. that a lot of them, like, what, those more recent ones were the ones I recognized. The ones in the past, they're all, like, yeah, um, international, like, movies foreign. and stuff. Foreign movies, yeah. Um, but he, what I thought was cool was that he did for the composition for this movie was he did all wooden instruments. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool because, you know, Pinocchio. Wood boy. Wooden boy. <laughs> Wooden boy. Also, like, I'm glad that in this age, Pinocchio has not been wokeified. I mean, he kind of was for this movie. Kind of. No, they they didn't really change. I mean, they. He's still a wooden boy. That's what I mean. They didn't like. The story is originally Italian. I'm confused by your statement. Wokeified. Like, give me an example. I'm trying to think of an example that's happened recently. Like putting in a, a like a, a social political agenda in the movie when it doesn't need to have it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I mean. Gotcha. Okay. Nope. Fair enough. No, it was legit. Just how it needed to be. Yep. Focus on the story. Mm -hmm. Nope. That's completely fair. Um, and then eh, eh, cinematographer Frank Passingham, who did Chicken Run, have not yeah. seen that movie in so long. <laughs> <coughs> and then cast the amount of beautifully stacked cast this was, Ewan McGregor, mm -hmm. my future husband. Played Sebastian J. Cricket. Sebastian J. Cricket. Which is different from, you know, Jiminy mm. Cricket. Mm. Uh, more fancy. Uh, David Bradley paid, played Geppetto, which you saw the yeah. behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. He's getting so old. I know. Oh, that makes me nervous. Filch. Oh. Students at the bed. <laughs> Students in the Corridors. They're <laughs> supposed to be out of bed. <laughs> oh, so great. Uh, Gregory Mann played Pinocchio and Carlo. Bern Gorman played the priest. John Ron John Ron Perlman played Podesta. 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 Uh, John Church. John Tatoro. Yes. Played. Dator? Dator? My brain is like mush anymore. Uh, anyway, Finn Wolfhard played Candlewick. Kate Blanchett played Spazatora. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson played Black Rabbits. Mm -hmm. Every time I see his face, I just think of holes. 
Yeah. D-I-G. What's, What's that, that spell? Poom. Dig. Christoph Waltz playing Count Volpe. I fucking love him. I love him so much. He plays the villain so well. Yeah. He really does. And then, you know, when he's in uh, Django Unchained, mm-hmm. he just plays the just beautiful, loving man that we're just like, oh, I love you. I was watching that movie again. I fucking love that movie so oh, much. Oh, that one's so good. That, that like, I, every time I rewatch that movie, it makes me reconsider my top ten list. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, that's fair. I've been constantly, like, re looking thinking about my top 10 list like i have a new list on my letterbox that i'm like probably should have put more thought into the top 10 episode that we did but we'll just do another one and be like hey look it might have changed because you know liz forgot about a lot of movies that she actually loves yeah that's that's natural we yeah. end up watching more movies or re-watching movies and our opinions change mm-hmm. yeah yep especially also when i'm in a rush to try to get my top 10 <laughs> that that's awkward too Anyway, uh, Tilda Swinton plays the wood sprite and also death. Tom Kenny, Spongebob, plays Mussolini, (laughs) the right-hand man, and also the sea captain. Ratings, um, I don't know if it's changed since I wrote this up, because I think I wrote this up about, like, maybe a week or two ago. Um, but IMDb, 7.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 97%, with an audience score of 84%. Metacritic rating, 79%. Letterboxd. 4.1 out of 5, and 95% of Google users like this movie. And there's no tagline, which makes me upset. Mm. Because I love taglines. Uh, Budget. Yes. My job. Yeah. My job for the budget. Yeah. Um, Money. It had a $35 million budget, and uh, because it did release in Mexico in theaters, it made... $71,614. $71,614. Okay. In Mexico. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you say production companies? No. No. Uh, besides Netflix animation, it's Double Dare You, Shadow Machine, uh, Taller de Chucho, which I'm guessing is uh, his production company. Probably. And the Jim Henson Company. Oh, I did see that. Yes. I was like, oh, my childhood. Yeah, anyway, so Pinocchio. Yes. I absolutely love this movie. And the more I watch it, the more I'm, like, in love with it. I'm glad it has that effect because I wish I wasn't as emotionally dead (laughs) as I was when I first watched that. Luckily, on second watching, it was more impactful. Yeah, because I know, like, when I watched it, so far, I've cried every single time that I've watched it. When I watched it with mom, both her and I, like, I had to grab the, tish- the box of tissues for the both of us. Like, here you go. Here's some for you. And we're both like, oh, my God. It's so upsetting. Oh, my God. And even, like, I told you earlier with watching the behind-the-scenes special on Netflix of this movie, I teared up just with Guillermo del Toro talking about this movie and yeah. how much he loved it. I was like, oh. And you can feel the entire movie, the passion that was behind it. He's, he's even said that he's never felt more connected to a character than he has with Pinocchio since childhood. Yeah. So, obviously, fucking something that has that type of effect on you is going to produce something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can just tell also with any of his movies that he puts his heart and soul into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think I've seen a movie of his that, like, I didn't feel, like, a love for it. Even Blade 2. <laughs> like. It was 
my favorite of the Blade movies. That's fair. And has my <laughs> one of my favorite villains, Jared Nomack. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's definitely fair. I haven't seen Blade 2 in forever. But... Who also featured in, um... That same actor featured in, uh... Hellboy 2. Did he? Prince Nuada. Oh. I did not realize that. Yeah. That's why, that's why he so did all the, the flippy flippy jones when he was all Oh yeah. Yeah, he's mostly a stunt actor. That makes sense. Um what else was I gonna say? Potatoes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I think I told you before that and I think I might have even said it on the top ten episode. I never really got into Pinocchio growing up. Like I had the VHS tape at home, and I think it was my brother's. Mm-hmm. And I watched it occasionally, but it wasn't, like, you know, one of those movies. Because I was the type of kid that I was beast, and I'm still like that to this day. I would be stuck on, like, one movie. And just, as soon as it was done, rewind the tape and then start it over again. And, like, I had phases where I was, like, you know, this time period I was stuck on Aladdin. This time I was stuck on Beauty and the Beast, Ariel, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Lion King, stuff like that. And I never had that with Pinocchio, and I really never really saw many of the remakes. Um, but this one, like, made me feel, like, connected to it. And I also liked the background of us changing to this being um, fascist Italy. Yeah. Where it brings up the conversation of, you know, will you just follow orders, or will you do what's right? Identity versus conformity. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, even... um, Or individualism over conformity. Yeah. Because even, like, I like the... Just the little tiny line of after... When Pinocchio goes to the church and Ron Perlman's character goes, like, who... Because, you know, he's down on any strings. He's like, who controls you? And he's like, who controls you? And I'm like, oh, we're asking the questions here. Okay. Which, by the way, the amount of times that they did, like, that hand signal yeah with the right hand it made me so uncomfortable every single time <laughs> i know that that's the point and you know they're basically nazis pre-nazis pre-nazis yes it's just just makes me really uncomfortable every single time they do it and the poor geppetto the one scene where he's finally like going back to the jesus on the cross and ron perlman's character comes in and you know they do the symbol and geppetto follows suit doing the same thing and he accidentally like fling, flings the paintbrush and he's very awkwardly like, oh, oh crap. Okay. Oh, but again, even like the emotion throughout the movie, like at, from the get-go, because we first open with, well, you first see the pine cone on the tree, and then you open with Geppetto at Carlo's grave, and just already I'm like, and I'm going to be emotional throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, the realization just now, because I, I'm looking up Pinocchio movies, um... I, I think AI is pretty much a Pinocchio movie. You have a point. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you have a point there. <laughs> oh, and also, I don't know if you saw, but um, originally, because this movie took 15 years to make. This is a pretty freaking long time, especially that he was working on other movies while working on this movie. Originally, Guillermo del Toro really wanted John Hurt to play Geppetto. Mm. But then, unfortunately... That would have been... Oh, my God. That would have been really good, too. Oh, fuck. 
That would have been so good. I love his voice so much. Yeah, same here. Like every time I hear his voice, whenever I rewatch the first Harry Potter movie, instant tears. Also, the doctor, him with the little faux hawk. He looked good the with war- the faux hawk. Right? I was like, damn. Kenny actually watched that a few times. Oh yeah. Just because of that. That's fair. I'm like, it's John Hurt. He's the fucking war doctor. I mean. Yep. But yeah, like, you know, obviously we all know that he passed away. Which he's also in a movie that I'm like, why the hell didn't I put this in my top ten? Because I've seen this movie so many freaking times and that's Alien. Great. I love Alien. (laughs) So much. And he's in, um, Hellboy. Yes! Yes. That is true. But but yeah, I do absolutely love the Geppetto that we got. But John Hurt would have been so good. That would have been amazing. Here we go. This is the Pinocchio movie I grew up with. 1992's Pinocchio. It was like this weird bootleg version of Pinocchio. That looks strange. It was strange. <laughs> it had... I feel like it might have been actually a... Um, like a foreign film that got dubbed in English. Huh. It, it looks like it would be. I also don't think I've ever read the story of Pinocchio either. The original? Yeah, me yeah. Um, But yeah, I also like how with this one, we also go back to seeing, like, Carlo and Geppetto's, Geppetto's life together. Um, And even, like, that one scene, like, I liked how with uh, Carlo being on the swing and they legit, like, attached a camera to him on the swing. I was like, yeah. that's cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, like... Their use of camera work for stop motion is fucking insane. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, even, like, the little detail. Like, they animated mistakes that characters would do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that with the um, the, the special that they yeah. had. I was like, that's... I just love that thought process. Like, even when um, Geppetto realizes that Pinocchio went to the... Back to um the carnival. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like kicking the balloon and it's like getting caught on his foot uh for me it was more so in the beginning when you you they're still showing carlos um <clears throat> they walk through the door and he leaves the door open and that's the first thing i noticed i was like what the f- close the fucking door and he actually went back and closed the door I'm like <laughs> it's like oh oh, oh okay he listened it's like <laughs> oh shit do i have a power do i control movies oh god that would be a terrifying power <laughs> also, I feel like a lot of the, a big thing that, like, a lot of people, like, gave it less, a little bit less of a rating than they would have originally was the musical numbers that they had. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were thrown off the fact that they had, like, people singing. Yeah. But I personally the, the didn't first, have a problem with it. It was one of the musical numbers, how it pretty much was entered into the movie, I felt like was kind of jarring at first on first watch because you're like oh they're talking oh, oh okay we're singing now. we're singing we're singing I didn't, I didn't realize we were singing but then like on second watch you're good yeah i also personally liked how sebastian j cricket kept getting interrupted with his song yes <laughs> that he finally got to sing in the ending <laughs> credits because like all right we're finally getting there but i just just, like, the whole storyline between Carlo and Geppetto, because we never really fully got that in a lot of the ones that at least I saw, mm-hmm. of, like, 
why are we making a little wooden boy? Yeah. Um, and just that scene of, because they're going to the church for Geppetto to finish the Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they could hear, like, the planes and everything overhead, and Geppetto's like, all right, it's time to go. Let's get our stuff and we'll leave. Like, oh, can we have hot chocolate? Yeah, sure. Let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, when we get home. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yep. Oh, no, I know what's going to happen. And then he's like, wait, the pine cone. The perfect pine cone. Because mm-hmm. you have to have the perfect pine cone with all the scales. He went the fuck back in. And I'm just like, Geppetto, no. Grab your son. Tell him, no, we'll get another pine cone from somewhere else. And we get another Sadashi moment. Yep. And it's like, okay. Even just because, you know, Sebastian is the narrator of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And him saying, like, they say that their town wasn't even a target and that they were going back to base. They were just unloading yeah. their supply. Like, oh, God. And even just, I love the whole scene of, like, you know, it's the typical what happens when people die. Everybody is there at first. But then it's because all the townspeople are there. They're all, like, paying respects. and. But they want you to grieve quickly yes they want you to move on and that's how a lot of us yeah end up going through with that which that's a lot of us know now that's not the case or feasible or feasible especially when it's a child yeah when it's your kid because a parent is not supposed to bury their child that's not how it works or it's not how it's supposed to work i should say but you can see like you know at first all the townspeople are there they're helping put the stone in for Geppetto and then he's continuously going back as the seasons change to see his grave mm-hmm. and nobody's there. Yeah. And you can even see nobody does anything. Like it's not like they come to his house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then even when he builds Pinocchio and Pinocchio follows him to the church, the priest is pissed off that like You did this but you couldn't fix our Jesus. You couldn't finish our Jesus. You made this abomination sorcery it's like oh fuck off you know priests you know these forgiving blah, blah, blah. but also i feel like it was more like what's the word i'm looking for realistic mm-hmm. how people saw this wooden boy and especially in that time period they're First thought is like witchcraft, sorcery. What is this madness? The diablo. It's the devil. And poor Geppetto is just like, what? No, no, he's 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 just a wooden puppet. Yeah. I don't know. It's nothing. It's fine. <laughs> like, and that's where we get the who controls you. And then he asked that question. That's like it's. I, I feel like it's a poignant question in the movie. Why do people like him? When he's made out of wood, but they don't like Pinocchio. Yeah, why did they like the wooden Jesus, but not him? Which I don't think Geppetto ever gave him a real answer, because he's... Well, he basically says, like, you know, when people don't know things, like, you know, they're... Afraid. Afraid and scared, and he was just like, here, here's a distraction. Here's Carlo's old book. Take that. Because I'm like, I wouldn't know what to say to that. I'd be like... Because I would probably just be an asshole about it. Yes. What did I knock over? Oh, it was the crow. I'm sorry. I think it was. He was standing, right, originally? Yes. Okay, he's not now. Oh. I have a powerful cough, apparently. Are that or is the ghost of Brendan Lee? <gasps> Hi! <clears throat> I hope it is. That'd be cool. Um. Oh, yeah, but even, like, watching Geppetto, like, making Pinocchio was just so stressful. Yeah. 
because just seeing him like with the music and how like tense it was and him it kind of had like a mad scientist feeling mm -hmm. of him just like carving this little wooden boy and you know he finishes one ear but not the other but even just the attention to detail of making Pinocchio was just so well done in my opinion yeah and also the cool thing of Pinocchio, he was the only one that was 3D printed. Printed. The, the first 3D, fully 3D printed uh, stop motion. Yes. Creation. Yes. And everybody everybody else was, um, what was the, all the other characters? Uh, pretty much like a, um, an aluminum underskeleton with, um, rubber latex. Yes. That one. Um, and even just because originally when we meet Sebastian J. Cricket, he goes into that pine tree that, because, <clears throat> you know, Geppetto buries the pine cone that Carlo found, mm -hmm. and then it grows into the pine tree, and Sebastian's just like, this is my home now. Nope, nope, now it's being chopped down by this drunk man. Okay. My home. <laughs> and the entire movie, like, well, not the entire movie, but, like, for, at the very beginning, he's so focused on the fact that this is my home. What the fuck? And when the sprite comes to be like, well, you can get whatever you want if you help me out and make sure that, you know, Pinocchio is... A good boy. A good boy. Good boy. And that's his drive at first. But then as the movie goes on, he becomes more and more attached to these other characters. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, he's like... Because, you know, Pinocchio's dead. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. And... Sebastian's just like, he was good, and, you know, I did my best, and... That's the best that we can do. Uh, yep, yep. He's like, well, you did it, so now what do you want? He's like, well, obviously I want him back to life. And just the change from how he was in the beginning, like, the character development that he yeah. had, I love that fact as well. It wasn't just a simple, like, I'm this random cricket, and, you know, I'm just gonna do this out of the goodness of my heart, be the conscience. It was more human, quote-unquote. yeah. Because, you know, it's a cricket. Uh, uh, again, like, a lot of this movie also focused on individual burdens. Yes. Because we all have those. Yeah. And that, I feel like it's also saying that, like, the, having a burden not may not necessarily be a bad thing. Yeah. That something good can come out of a burden. Yeah. Because even, like, oh, God, when Geppetto called Pinocchio a burden... And Pinocchio's like, his nose didn't grow. What's a burden? It's like, uh. Right? That was, they were the same yeah. scene, right? Yeah, that was also really sad. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make sure that I do everything right. And, oh, God. But that was just sad as well. Because, you know, we all say things that we don't really mean. Yeah. Just, I, hell, I've done it multiple times in my life. Mostly younger. Not so much now. Now I just keep quiet. <laughs> Sometimes that's best, but you don't want to be holding it all in and letting it boil up, because no, that's bad as well. Yeah, but that's why you get video games and yield all your stress and anger on someone else. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then when you get pissed off and start rage quitting, and then someone walks in and tells you to calm down. Ooh, that's never a good idea. Think I'm trying to do? <laughs> I am calm! Oh, the biggest struggle I have in my household right now is people telling me to calm down. Oh, God. 
Don't tell me to calm down. That just makes me angrier. <laughs> oh, one of the numbers that I did enjoy was the, um, I don't know. I don't know the exact title of the song, but it's like the one that Pinocchio sings, like, what do you call it? Yeah. I, did, I, did, I found that like a really like fun song. And then, of course, the chamber pot. He's like, <laughs> what do you call it? He's like, uh, uh chamber uh, pot. Uh, 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 what do you do with it? I, uh, and then literally throws it and then it just lands on his head. I'm like, ew. <laughs> that is Hopefully so gross. Hopefully it's clean. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks like it is. Nothing came out. Yeah. So, hopefully. But even, like, the amount of energy that Pinocchio had in the beginning of the movie was just too much. I was yeah. kind of like, I would not have the energy for this. I'd be like, especially at Geppetto's age, because he definitely looks like he's seen some years. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just too exhausting for me. And even the entire time, like, he wants him to be like Carlo, but clearly he's not. He's his own person. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of more of what a child would be. Yeah. Like, more hyper, especially a child that, like, basically just got in this world that doesn't know shit from shit. Just spontaneously fucking combusted into life. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh my god, this is so new. Everything's different. Everything's cool. And oh my god, what is this? What is this? What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? What's this? There's magic in the air. Yes. <laughs> also, I like the fact that they repurposed some of the, um, puppets. Like the original design for the villain. Oh, yeah, because, um, how uh del toro didn't like the fact that volpe's character was more like the ter- stereotypical villain which was like the oversized yeah big man um and so they made that big man character to be volpe but then they ended up using him as like a background character and volpe has more of like a f- fox he described it as of having a what was it devil like horns mm-hmm. but like hair. yeah cause even like um we don't have the fox and the cat yes that was the original like mm-hmm. two that brought him to the circus cause that's how it was it was the fox and the cat that got him to Volpe and that's the last that we see of him and Volpe in Italian is fox Mm-hmm. And even has like the his hair. Yes, it's like devil horns, but also like fox ears. Yeah. And he also his staff has a little fox head on the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool. I like the little twist that you did with that. And Spazzatura. Spazzatura. I love Spazzatura. I love the fact that after working with Guillermo del Toro on Nightmare Alley, Cape Blanche was like, I want to do Pinocchio. I will do whatever. I don't care. All we got is the monkey. Done. You, you sure? Cause, I mean, all, all we got is this monkey. I don't care. Done. I'll do it. And even, like, just watching the behind the scenes of her, like, actually taking it seriously. Of just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, do you want me to make this noise as the monkey for the scene? Or do you want me to do it this way? I don't know. I find it interesting that even, like, the animal sounds that animated movies have, it's literally a person. Yeah. Like, Alan I mean, it's Tudyk. mostly Jim Cummings, but. Or Alan Tudyk. Jim Cummings has done more. I know he has, but... A lot more. I'm also talking about the toucan in Encanto. Yeah. And the chicken in Moana. <laughs> I don't know. I always find that interesting. Um, But, it, yeah, I... And I love, again, the character development for Spazzatura. Because, like, for the longest time, he's just like... I was Volpe's right-hand man and... 
I was the one who was in charge of all the puppets, and now you're taking this away from me. You suck. I hate you. I'm going to try to push you away by telling you how Volpe promised half of the money to you and your dad, but he's actually taking them all for himself. Mm-hmm. But then he has the character development of, wait, I actually like this wooden boy. He stood up for me when Volpe was beating the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to be buddies now. Yeah. And it was just adorable. How he became, like, part of the family and actually well taken care of. And then the fucking ending scene. Oh, you mean everybody dying? Yeah. 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 No, that was that was very upsetting. And then fucking Jimmy, or Sebastian J. Crickets. Yes. yes. His little coughing and said, oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so cute. All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Yes. But even, like, because Volpe's character is the one that takes him to this carnival and become, he becomes, like, this, his prize sideshow. Yeah. And I like the fact that Geppetto goes to find him and he finds him there. And, you know, of course he's mad at him and he's yelling at him for disappearing and doing this. Because then at that moment, that's when we first see Pinocchio dying. Because mm-hmm. he got hit by the car. Yeah. Which I absolutely, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love the death scenes. Yes. Like, when he goes into the universe of death, the the amount of tattoo ideas from all that. Like, the rabbits, they're so cool looking with the little skeleton mm-hmm. tummies and the weird fingers. And, oh my god, they're just so cool looking. And death herself, you know, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. The... I'm a sucker for blue, especially that royal blue color. Oh, God, that that entire scenery was just so beautiful. Like, the sand, the different, um, like, when the, um, the, uh, oh, what are they called? Hourglass? Yes. The way that they look, like, even just seeing the scene of her, like, making a circle in the sand ground, and then it coming up and being a... Hourglass. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I just love that scene so much. Yeah. It was so cool looking. Again, like, Guillermo del Toro knows how to do ethereal. Mm-hmm. And even, like, because you use that, you have the typical darkness that you always see in his movie, but then also, like, the beauty and the love. Especially, like, for love of monsters. Mm-hmm. Because he always has to do that in his movies, and they're so good. Yeah. Like, you could put the, um, the sprite, death, and also his death from Hellboy 2 together, and they all look cohesive. Yeah. No, definitely, absolutely. And even, like, he purposely made them, and also the rabbits and Jiminy, or Sebastian J. Cricket, all have, like, that blue color because they're all connected to each other. I thought that was cool as yeah. well. I'm like, that was their, that was this little doodad that he did there, and I liked that a lot. Um, But even, like, because when... Pinocchio first dies, he thinks like, oh, this is cool. I can't die. Sweet. And even he goes back again because the deal is every time he dies, he has to spend a little bit longer with death. Mm-hmm. And when he goes back again, he's like, I can't die. I can't die. We know from the rabbits. <laughs> and he's just like, this is so cool. And death is like, I don't know, man. It seems like you have a little burden going on there. That's a terrible thing to call a boy. Well, it's true, because you're going to live forever, and the people around you are all going to die, which is mm. another reason why I never want to be immortal. And even the transition to the end when, you know, he's literally dying, like, 
right in a horrible situation of the dogfish and Geppetto being in the ocean and dying himself. He's like, no, no, now is the bad time. Take me back. Take me. Nope. You know the rules. Mm -hmm. You have to be here for as long as this hourglass goes till. No, I need to save Geppetto. Unless you break it. Yep. Break the rules. Which even that look of her tapping the hourglass and then it shattering a little bit and then going back to regular form. Mm -hmm. That was cool as well. Yeah. I want to know how they did that. Hmm. That's what I want to know. But even when he first goes back from being alive, he's in like a morgue, I guess. His body is on a slab. And when he wakes up, you know, Geppetto is just excited that Pinocchio is back. Yeah. Um, Volpe is like, oh, my star, my main attraction. Mm -hmm. And then um, Ron Perlman's character, his first thought is just like, he is immortal. He's like the perfect war machine. I just liked the difference yeah. that each of them had of like, they clearly had like their own agenda. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Geppetto was just like, the end of the day, this is my son. And I liked the fact, even though, like, my, of all of the Pinocchio things, like, I did really enjoy the, uh, Bad Boy Island, or mm -hmm. Bad Child Island, because, I don't know, I thought that that was cool of them just turning into donkeys. Yeah. It was, I think, because, you know, it was more of the creepy aspect, and you know me, even as a child, I was a fan of the creepiness. But I liked the fact they did changed it to him going into, like, that training camp with all the other kids. Instead of turning into donkeys, they become fascists. Exactly. And I liked that little change that they did there, because even the entire time... It fit thematically, too. Yeah, it definitely did. And <clears throat> because Ron Perlman's character wanted him as a weapon, pretty much, because he can't die, he was like, I'm going to take you here, because I told you you're doing it. And the whole theme of it, you know, the fact that they're raising children... Mm -hmm. To become weapons of war, basically. And the quote-unquote game or training exercise that they had to do of, like, whoever gets the first flag, the flag up first is the ones that win. <laughs> and I liked the aspect of that Pinocchio and Candlewick um, actually end up working together and getting both of their flags up. Yeah. And Ron Perlman's just like, not now. No, there's no ties here. There's no ties in war. Absolutely not. Shoot the puppet. What? Shoot the puppet. That whole scene just chilled me to the bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still not fully convinced that it's Wolf... Finn Wolfhard. His voice acting? His voice acting, yeah. yeah. I feel like he needs more... Kind of more training. Yeah. And more practice. Where, um... Crap, what's his name again? Gregory Mann, who plays Pinocchio slash Carlo, he's a natural. Yeah. I will definitely say that it just comes to him naturally, where Finn Wolfhard, I feel like he actually needs more practice with it, which is perfectly fine. I feel like he can get there. Mm -hmm. It's just, eh, I wasn't too convinced of. Yeah. Also, probably didn't help that he was, like, you know, forcing a British accent when he's But also, not. if you think about it, it's kind of funny how the wooden boy has a... More lively performance than the live boy who has a wooden performance. That is true. I didn't think about it that way. Hmm. Maybe I just need to see him in more voice acting and then come yeah. to the conclusion of how I feel. 
which is perfectly fine. Um, but it's funny how both Pinocchio and Candlewick want to please their fathers, but in different ways. Yeah. Because Candlewick's sad, he's just a fascist, and he just cares about winning and war and all that stupid shit, where Geppetto is, he's just a good dad. At the end of the day. Yeah. The fish. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. The dog, dogfish, doghead. That, that fish. Again, pure Guillermo del Toro's... Yeah. Creature design. Creature design. It was just definitely really cool. Because um, you still had... That's where we kind of go back to the original Pinocchio, where Geppetto and Sebastian J. Cricket are stuck in, in the, the whale. whale. Yeah. But they got Spassatura with them. Yes. Well... Pinocchio, he's spat stories with Pinocchio. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because after... Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um the whole scene of, like, you know, shooting the puppet and all that stuff, and there are planes going ahead and dropping bombs, which I'm wondering what ended up happening to these kids, because obviously at least some of them died. Because <laughs> I know Ron Perlman's character got shot down by a bomb. But that also means that some of these children also died. Yeah, I- and- I'm pretty sure... Candlewick is dead. Yeah, well, you see him, like, calling out for Pinocchio, and then that's it. Yeah. That's the last you see of him, and I feel like that if he was alive, like, you would have seen him with Pinocchio later, mm-hmm. when they're going the whole montage of, like, their lives afterwards. Exactly. So, yeah, he most likely died, which, yeah. But Volpe finds him, and, you know, ties him to a cross. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that the way that they had the um, torch that he had the fire on, it was actually like a little LED light. Yeah. I thought that that was a cool aspect to do. And even like the entire time, the entire movie, like Volpe is telling him how like he's his star. He's going to shine bright. By the way, stars are actually burning. Mm-hmm. So now he's just like, you're going to sh- burn like a star and then just goes to set him on fire. But Spazitora saves the day. Yeah. And just attacks him. She's just like, ah! And I'm just happy that Spazitora lived. Mm-hmm. And that loud crunch that Volpe had when he landed on the rocks. I yeah. was like, I like that sound of just, and then lovely Spazitora fell into the water, so he's okay. But they go and save Geppetto and Sebastian yeah. in the whale, which I also like the fact of them using Pinocchio's long nose. When he's, like, lying mm-hmm. and saying, like, I hate Papa. I love onions. I love war. Which I'm like, okay. And they use it to make the nose grow to get to the little blowhole at the top. Mm-hmm. I liked that fact. Even though, like, you know, of course, it gave me anxiety as fuck. Because yeah. I knew that something bad was going to happen. <laughs> and even their use of all of, like, the mines that are in the water to blow everything up, that also gave me a little bit of anxiety as well. But even just the scenes of, like, the dogfish jumping out of the water and the water flowing everywhere. It was just... Yeah. The water going out of the mouth. Oh, my God. That scene was just so cool. The way that... I want to know how they did that as well. Mm-hmm. Because that was cool. And even... Because um, I did see also in that special that they had uh, different scales of the characters. Yeah. Like, they had a giant Pinocchio and a regular-sized Sebastian for, like, the scenes where, like, Pinocchio is, like, crushing him or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool as well. Um... But again, we're going back to, like, when, at that moment, that's the worst possible time for Pinocchio to... Die and then have to wait. Yes. He's just like, I can't. 
Like, I need to go back. Well, gonna have to break the rules. Tapping on the glass. Mm-hmm. Break it. <laughs> Which means that you can't come back. That scene made me cry. Especially Geppetto just holding on to Pinocchio's body. And like, oh god, the one when the sprite came back. And he's just like, please, bring him back. And he's on his knees, crawling over to her, holding Pinocchio, holding him up, him up to her, and going like, please, bring him back. I, oh my god, I was sobbing. <laughs> I was sobbing so hardcore, because it was just so upsetting. Yeah. But Sebastian J. Cricket uses his witch. He could have had anything in the world. Mm-hmm. And he used it to bring Pinocchio back. And his little speech that he did where he's like, Okay, maybe I didn't do the best job, but I did my best. Pinocchio taught me that. Oh, Hugh McGregor. He did such a wonderful job. And even... um. Also, uh, I like the fact that he chose to... In some scenes pretty much yell his parts. Yeah. Because he's tiny. Yes. Yeah. I like that as well. And even the uh, other director, Gust- Gustafsson. Uh, Gustafsson. Yeah. He wasn't fully convinced of Sebastian J. Cricket until he heard Ewan McGregor's performance. And then he's just like, all right, yeah, done. Yes, absolutely. Which I just wish that Ewan McGregor was part of more of the behind-the-scenes movie on Netflix. Like, we see him yeah. recording, but you don't see him talking about it, and that makes me upset. I even tried looking up interviews of him talking about the movie, and there's nothing. Hmm. Like, someone needs to interview this man, please. I want to know his perspective. Um, <coughs> but even, like, after when Pinocchio comes back, it's all hunky-dory. We're going back home, and everyone's living together. And then everyone dies. Yep, no, because even as soon as I saw Geppetto in the wheelchair, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he's lying in bed. He's just like, Geppetto... Passed on. He moved on. I was like, and crying. (laughs) And crying. Pinocchio found me by the window. I wasn't moving. And crying. More crying. But he put me in a little ashtray and kept me in his heart. More tears. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just... I like the scene of Pinocchio going up to the gravestones. Like, kind of how Geppetto would go up to Carlo's grave. And Carlo's grave is still there. But then you have Geppetto. And then as they're walking up, or... Spazitora, who was on the cane, fades away, and then you see another gravestone there, and I'm like, and more tears, <laughs> and more tears. Okay, this is fine, fine, whatever. I needed a massive headache today, that's fine. But Pinocchio lived forever, and he went on, and Sebastian, who was the narrator, is like, I think people accepted him with open arms. Maybe he's alive today. Will he die? We don't know. What happened? And then what happens happens, and then we are gone. And I just love the fact that we go to the rabbits, and mm-hmm. they're just like, "All right, it's your move." Excuse me, I'm telling my life story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> and then Geppetto finally, or Sebastian finally gets his song. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm a sucker for you and McGregor singing. I'm like yes, yes, please. I just. I want to watch it again. I really just want to watch it again. This movie is just so well done and so beautifully put together. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. And everyone did such a great job. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And I like the fact that Guillermo wanted more of Sebastian to have more of, like, a main lead as the narrator. Mm-hmm. 
it just I can't think of a flaw with this movie. Can you? The only thing I had kind of just goes away with viewing, and that was with um I felt like Pinocchio was a little annoying at the beginning, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. And like I said, viewing it more times it it, that kind of just fades away. Yeah. I kind of had the same thought when I first watched it. I was like, oh my god, this kid is really freaking annoying. And that probably doesn't help that you and I are not really a fan of... Chillings. Many children. Um, as, I mean, as I'm getting older, I'm getting better. At least with, like, my stepkids and my friends' kids. Obviously, strangers' children. Please keep them away from me. Um, but yeah, the more I watched it, the more I was like, oh yeah, that's the point. Because... Geppetto wants him to be like Carlo, but he's not like Carlo. He even states that. He's like, but I'm not Carlo. I'm mm-hmm. Pinocchio. And even later, when he's trying to, when he's uh, talking to Pinocchio after he comes back to life for the last time, he's just like, you don't have to be Carlo. You can be whoever you want. That I will be Pinocchio. <laughs> so cute. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, I, there's not much that I, don't like about this movie and I, I I wish I was able to see it in theaters because I know it had like a limited yeah release in theaters I don't think AMC at least RMC, AMC had it I don't think so because I would have seen it on my app and mm. I would have gone to the movies to see it I wish I saw it in theaters though because that would have been amazing it's such a good movie like if this man cannot do no wrong he can't and if I ever get a chance to meet him that would be wonderful. Obviously, mm-hmm. you would be with me. Mm-hmm. So if we ever find anything that's with him, you and I are going together. Oh, yeah. Was there anything else specific that you had about this movie? Any scenes we did not cover? I, I just really like Sebastian J. Cricket's design so much. Mm-hmm. Like, even his little mustache. And he's so animated, too. Uh, but I also like the fact that he has to be that animated because he's so tiny. Yeah. But he's just so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like that look of him instead of the original ones that we've, like, all had. Yeah. Like, the green, the specifically Disney one with the green face. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, even though he has a special place in my heart, but that's mostly because of um, Kingdom Hearts. That's fair. And but- I like the fact with this cricket... It's more, of, like I said earlier, more realistic instead of just, I'm just going to do this as the goodness of my heart. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in this cricket, we have someone who's kind of obsessed with, like, philosophy and writing his own story. And yeah. he's more kind of self-centered and then grows to someone who actually cares about the people that he's with. Yeah. And again, you and McGregor can also do no wrong. That's true. Hello there. I have the high ground. And I did my best to actually say more of the movie facts while we were recording. So I only have a few little tiny bit of movie facts left. I said everything. Everything? Everything. Oh, shit. I did like that they showed with uh, the special how they wanted to give more of the power back to the animators themselves. So they had them actually like doing a live action Oh, of yeah, like, what was happening. Pretty much a pre... Uh, what's it called? 
storyboarding. Like, yeah. live-action storyboarding for mm-hmm. the movie. Like, they did the, the typical, like, you know, they were drawing everything out and mm-hmm. going from that aspect. But then they also were actually, like, there... Like, the animators themselves were... Because you have to do that to see, like, the nuances of how your body moves. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually, like, a point that I get with... And it's also a nitpick that I have when people have collections and they don't pose the figures properly. Like, they're they're, they're posable. You can use... I I know you're turning your head because you do this and... Well, I need help. I need yes. I need you to actually show me like how to do it. That's only my thing. Is that like I was like, because like, I, and also when I did originally put them out myself, it was more so I was just trying to put things yeah. away. <laughs> um, but but the way I see it is like you're literally directing a tiny person. So how do you want that scene to look in your head and yeah. then just translate that? Yeah, no, that's definitely fair, and I appreciate you for fixing my figures. Yeah. Um. Also, even, like, of the fact of them making mistakes, like, they actually wanted them to have, like, blemishes and dirt under their nails and mm-hmm. not looking perfect, because yeah. real and humans don't look perfect. appropriate weathering for locations. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the set designs that they have for this film, oh my god, they're beautiful. Oh yeah, and you can tell they did a lot of research of Italy yeah. in that time period for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, even the nitty-gritty of, like, their clothing. Yeah. And making sure that that was done well. Or, like, the fact that, like, you would have, like, a fireplace, and what goes in a fireplace? Coal. Coal's gonna leave some type of soot. Yes. They do fucking, like, coal and soot weathering around, like, certain areas. I'm like, that's and I, even, I love that. Even the uh, church, where, like, some parts of the church were newer compared to the rest of the church. Because it takes so long back then to make these churches. So some parts of it is more worn down compared to others. I yeah. was like, oh my god, the amount of thoughts and details that they put into this. like the actual, like, topography maps of the area so everything looked accurate. Like, holy shit. Yes. Oh my god. I just, I absolutely love that. And I love watching behind the scenes stuff because I love seeing... I know there are a lot of people, and I think I used to be this way as well, where I didn't like watching it because it took away, like, in my opinion at that time, like, the magic of the movie. Mm-hmm. But now I enjoy it more, and I love watching behind-the-scenes stuff. Because, because you've seen the creation of the magic. Yeah, it's a different... It's a magic forming the magic. Yeah. And I, I love watching that stuff. Even when I was watching um, the behind-the-scenes of the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I love that one. That I love one. watching specifically um, behind the scenes to either animated movies and stop motion movies. Because they provide so much fucking information. It's As an artist yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the displays that I would make? Yeah. A lot of it I take from like behind the scenes movies. How they do like weathering and stuff like that. Yep. That's a good idea. See, I, that's a career I wouldn't mind getting into, but like at, at this point, it's like, ugh. hey, man, it's still it's still possible. It is. Morgan Freeman didn't come an actor till he was like what, forty something. True. <laughs> I'm gonna go work for uh, Heather Langenkamp. Oh yes, I would love that. Mm-hmm. That makes me so. And I'll be like, oh, guess who the fuck my boss is? <laughs> it's Heather Lankencat. And I'd be like, I need to be in her place for the love of God. I'm going on set this day. 
Come along. I would love to do like work for behind the scenes with movies. I just don't know what I would do because I'm not creative in the slightest. Coffee? You want coffee? Okay, I'll get you coffee. I mean, you can even be a set dresser. That is true. I could do that. Other ones that just put the bottles out. This looks accurate and make sure it's still accurate within scenes. I could do that. I could do that, yeah. Like the the set the 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 set dresser that fucked up and put the water bottle or left the water bottle in uh, Game of Thrones. Or the coffee cup. Yeah. Yep. That was funny. <laughs> and I liked how all the actors were blaming each other in all the <laughs> interviews. Like, they were laughing about it. But, like, yeah. no, 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 that wasn't me. That was him. No, that was her. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you could tell at that point that they had stopped caring. Yeah. In Game of Thrones. You could just tell. Mm-hmm. The actors were still giving it their all. But those editors and all that, directors, oh, they, yeah. uh, they kind of stopped caring at that point. Um, I also like the fact that they took the look of the pine cone and used it for the texture for Death's Tale. Yes. To, like, show that she is connected to all forms of life. Because mm-hmm. oh, it was originally shown as uh, snake scales. Yes. But she still had the snake heads at yes. the end, and they were cute. I'm telling you, the amount of tattoo ideas for this movie. Oh. Rachel! If you haven't, y'all got I'm going to her and be like, Rachel, I want this, and I want this, and I want this. I wouldn't mind getting, like, a wood design pattern that, like, mimics the the movie design. Yeah. No, that's completely fair, accurate. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I also like the fact that Christoph Waltz was literally the only voice that came to mind for Volpe. Yeah. For them, because, I mean, it's Christoph Waltz. He just has that voice. I, it's that, like... He can demean you in the most delight, like delightfully polite way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I even like the fact that they brought up the point of, like, his, like, the way that he can take, like, any language or any, like, name or words. And he can do, like, he can do it all. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's German. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, like, just even when he's talking about, um... Alexandra, Alexandra, the um, composer, in the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, the way that he just had it flow in his mouth and he'd said everything correctly with how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when he's talking in different languages in the movie as Volpe, like, he just does it so well and so fluently that he's just perfect for this yeah. role. Yeah. He's another one that I'm just like, read from the dictionary and I'll be happy. I'll just go to bed right over here. Uh, Geppetto's son's name is Carlo, which is most likely homage to the writer of the original story, Carlo Collodi Lorenzini. Lorenzini. Yes. Clearly, I'm not like Christoph Waltz because I'm horrible at the pronunciations. I will admit that 100%. It's also because, like, at least the Romance languages have a certain, like, almost musical tone to them. Oh, yeah. How you, you like, pronounce them. He's able to actually do that very fucking well. Oh, yeah, Definitely. I just, like, I love accents. I'm a typical American girl where I just love accents. Any, any of them. Even, like, the angry German sound. <laughs> like, I just love it. Um, Gregory Mann's voice had actually changed during the course of production. Because, again, took a decent long time to do everything. And he was a kid that... Yeah. They age fast. Because, mm-hmm. you know, puberty. Yeah, just like in the fucking Stranger Things kids. Yeah. 
even just that year, they still had to obviously go in and, like, computerize their faces to make yeah. them look younger still. Uh, in interviews, Del Toro actually stated that when Pinocchio's nose grows, um, it's not just when he lies, but when he's not true to himself. Because even, like, when at the... I mean, that is a form of lying, so... That, yeah. Yeah. Because even during the church scene, like, he was trying to tell these people that he's a real boy... And his nose grows, and he's confused why it's growing, because he truly believes that he is a real boy. A real boy, but really, he's obviously lying because he's not. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. And then later, you know, he when Geppetto is just like, "What? You should be at school. Why are you here in this circus? Well, well, these uh bandits, they uh <laughs> hopped out of the bushes. Nose grow. Oh, really? And then what happened? Oh, they, they took Carlo's book and threw it and then kidnapped me. And the story was so ridiculous. And I'm just like, dude, I didn't even need your nose to grow. I'm not going to believe you in the slightest. And I love the fact that Geppetto's just like, uh-huh. Oh, you don't say. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, by the way, you're lying. I'm not lying. Your nose is growing. I'm not lying. Dude. Dude. It's on your face. It's right there. Like, literally on your face. Exactly. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. I think the last one I have... Okay, here's a question. Here's an answer. If you had to be cursed with either your nose growing every time you lied, or having a regurgitator reaction every time you lied. Nose. Or every time you miss truth. I have to say it right. Nose. <laughs> Absolutely knows. I already vomit. <laughs> like natural. It's it's weird how that sounds. But I've become a pro at reaching either a trash can, a toilet, or outside. I don't think I vomited like on a fl- like on a floor or in a car or anything like that for like years. I've become a pro at it because I'm just like, all right, here we go. But I still hate it. Uh, and then the last thing I have, uh, during early production, Christopher Walken, Daniel Radcliffe, and Tom Waits were considered to have their voices in the film, but left because of scheduling conflicts and the production switching to Netflix. It probably would have been Daniel Radcliffe as uh, Sebastian J. Cricket. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Obviously, Christopher Walken would not be Volpe because the only one that they had was in mind was yeah. Christopher Waltz. Yep. Well. Wow. Just imagine. <laughs> Fucking Christopher Walken. <laughs> that would definitely be interesting. Oh, but yes, this movie—it's a treasure. I feel like it's going to end up in the future becoming my one in my top ten favorite movies of all time. It's probably already inching its mm-hmm. way up there. I think this movie also got snubbed in the Oscars. <gasps> no. No, no. Oscar nominations haven't been released yet. January 14th is when they'll come out. There's a movie that was just... That, that came out last year that got snubbed in the Oscars. I don't remember what it was that fans were pissed off about. But they haven't been released yet. The nominations. Hmm. They'll get released January 14th. I know that Pinocchio was nominated for Best Animated for uh, Golden Globes. 
I think Golden Globes. But I don't remember. I don't know if those results. I don't know if the first. I don't know if the Golden Globes passed yet. I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah, but, I would have gotten uh, Twitter news on that. And now, what is your rating? I'm going to give this movie 4.5. I don't want to do the pine cone. (laughs) 4.5 wooden shoes. Oh, yes. Out of five. I mean, it, like, it, it's in my, pretty high in my top ten list for last year. I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro can do no wrong. <laughs> um, the voice acting, for the most part, was very well done. Again, sans wooden performance by Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. But more I'm thinking about it, it might be on purpose. Again, he's going to have to do more voice acting for yeah, us to yeah. make that decision. Yeah. I feel like he did something else, but I don't remember what. I have no idea. I just, every time I think of him, I think of Stranger Things and It. True. But yeah. So what made it not a five for you? What lowered the ranking? Mostly because I like to hold out for that specific movie is that's going to actually give it a five. I don't like giving movies a direct five because I feel like there's always room for improvement. And also, rewatchability can also lead to lower or higher scores. Gotcha. No, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually, I don't like giving a five out of five. However, I'm giving this movie a five hourglass out of five. Because every time I've already seen this, like, so many freaking times since it came out, like, I think four or five times now. And just the more I watch it, the more, like, I fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, the amount of heart and soul that was put into this movie and the amount of love and effort by everybody all around was just so well done. Like you said, like, the film Wolf Heart, yeah, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this, but we'll find out later when if he does more voice acting stuff. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, Gregory Mann, who played... Pinocchio slash Carlo, he, he's a natural. Yeah. And he's a ginger. Yeah. He's a ginger. I just, I love this movie. I love Del Toro. I love anything that he does. And there is no graphic animal deaths in this movie. True. Like in a lot of his movies. I'm going to, if I meet Del Toro, that's the first time I'm going to ask him. There was one in Blade too. But probably, I can't imagine that there would be a crazy... Or Hellboy 1 and 2. Or Pacific Rim. I'm just saying, like, so many other ones. It's just, (laughs) oh my god, why? I want to ask him, be like, why do you hate animals so much? (laughs) I need to know. He'll be like, what? And then I'll give him a list of all these animals that, like, die horribly in his movies. But, yeah. I love this movie so much. Yeah. And our next movie is going to be coming from our request list, which was my coworker Sherry's request. Mm-hmm. Another stop motion animated. Yeah, Coraline. 
Coraline. Which. Make up a song about Coraline. I'm excited to record for that movie because that one is really good. And I love the book as well. I still haven't read the book. I, think I this, want to. Yeah. I think that's one I read on vacation the last time we went to South Carolina. Because that's Neil Gaiman, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I lo- he's one of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. And Coraline is such a good one. So dark and twisted and lovely at the same time. Which reminds me, I need to finish American Gods. I need to finish reading that. It's a big book. And it's a lot of stuff. I got to like chapter 11? Yeah. Before I stop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, I might as well just reread it. Yeah. I've just started reading The Stand today. Mm. If you know how big that book is. Is it around the same size as uh, It? I think so. Mm. I'll have to look at it. But yes, thank you for everybody for listening to Lizard and Panda Take On Cinema. Us talking about Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> and again, our next episode is a request. So if anybody has requests, we do take requests. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram and, you know, shoot us a, a, a quick DM with your request uh, or comment on our post. Yep. Another person with a tiny dick driving by my... <laughs> uh, but thank you for everybody for listening. Um, don't forget, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell that little wooden boy that lives in your neighborhood. Tell your butcher, tell your barber, tell the little cricket that's living inside your heart right now. Because he probably won't listen too. That That's very accurate. Yeah. Please don't tell your fascist people that might be around you because we don't, we don't, no, we don't want that. Which are most likely your bosses, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you again and I hope you all have a lovely evening, week, day, morning, Saturday, I don't know. And he is to 2023. Yes, let's hope that this is a good year. Yes. Yes, we got this. We shall rain fire upon all our enemies. Yeah. Come on, don't act like you don't want that. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just hellfire on all your just enemies. Hellfire. There was a fire fight. Just 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 lift up your hand. No, no, better yet, I'm picturing the scene from X2 when uh, Magneto escapes the, the, the plastic prison. Oh, Just... yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that. <laughs> and plus, Ian McKellen. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful man. I want to meet that man so bad. Same here. And Patrick Stewart. Both of them together. Yes. Yes. Specifically together. I want to see them both interact. I want to hug them both. Because they're just so adorable and I mm-hmm. love it. That's why I aspire to be with my friends when I get older. Yeah. But anyway, on that note, goodbye. Goodbye.